Welcome to the Alcohol Rethink Podcast with me, your host, Patrick Fox. This podcast is for the guys out there who question the role that alcohol plays in their lives, men who want to stop drinking and don't know where to go or how to start. We're going to cover all of that and more. Let's go. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 39 of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. I've got another amazing guest on today. He's a man, he's a coach. He's known as the Modern Man Coach. He works with guys as a life and relationship coach. He has one-to-one and group coaching programs, super successful ones such as Back in the Game and Bulls Deep, which I went through recently. He's pretty fucking awesome. He's doing amazing things in the work he does with men. It's none other than Fidel. The Kingmaker Bohill. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's well, a hell of an intro. Okay. Thanks, mate. <laughs> well, you deserve it, man. Fuck. Definitely. That's the high you just like just come around with me like, before I go in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'll be your announcer. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's Ricky. a thing. I'm sure there are some people that uh Well, I probably used to be back in the day for sure, right? Hmm. All your jesters or whatever. All right, awesome. Honestly, mate, it is a privilege to have you on a show. I remember when I started this show, like you were on my list. I thought, you know, like it's the work that you're doing out there for other guys and stuff. I just know that this is going to be a powerful episode for for the gentlemen out there listening. And not just for the gentlemen, but for all of our listeners out there. Just before we get started and stuck into some of the things that I wanted to ask you about, I just wanted to get you to introduce yourself, mate, like to tell people who you are, what you do, why you do it. Um, well, yeah, I don't know how I can follow that actually. Yeah, well, yeah, my name's <laughs> Fidel Bowhill. I'm like, so like, I've got some bits of paper and stuff, um, which some people like to know about. I'm an NLP master coach, a hypnotherapist, timeline therapy practitioner, qualified personal trainer. Um, I'm a certified no more Mr. Nice Guy coach, and uh, Dr. Robert Glover, who wrote the, the book of the same name, No More Mr. Nice Guy, which is really where a lot of the stuff I've been doing with men has has really found a, a really kind of great and personal niche not just for me but for a lot of modern men that that nice guy syndrome that Dr Glover talks about is something that's really really prevalent um in guys kind of of our age group you know kind of like that middle-aged men that going through those divorces or and hitting that sticky point in their relationships and and things like that and that's kind of where i i really have found my kind of home is is helping guys it started off i started off helping guys through who'd been through divorces and breakups and i and i still do but it's definitely looking at the vast majority of my clients um and people who connect with me and, and kind of want to work with me it's it's before that happens so it's it's really doing a lot of relationship work it was interesting you said you have a mix of audience there you said that'd be interesting for the gentlemen who are listening but we have everybody and funnily enough like i have loads of whip like women best to put it i'm just gonna say it women are really nosy about guys like you know <laughs> women I, my book sells half at least half of the books um are, are women who buy my book about that's aimed at men going through divorces yeah right um I've got to run a women's group, uh, the, the Modern Women Club, as well as the Modern Man Club. And all they do in the women's group is ask what's going on in the men's group. Whereas the, the, the guys just don't, don't do that. <laughs> nah. 
But yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess my, my big goal is to, so I've just launched the Modern Man Coach Academy. So we're training some other coaches now to, to come through and do similar sort of work um, with their own kind of niches. Because I just think there, there isn't enough of us. It's only about 30% of the coaching world is made up of men. Um, and the vast majority of those are, are business coaches um, and other specific kind of corporate stuff. So there aren't that many male life and relationship coaches. Um, you've got that red pill movement. You've got like the, the, the pickup artists and all that sort of stuff. But there aren't many male coaches who are aimed at helping guys connect in healthy ways to themselves and their own masculinity and their own sense of, of what it is to be a man. Uh, and, and then how to relate to women in a healthy way. Um, big, big disconnect between men and women, I think, at the moment. And that seems to be ever growing. Um, and that's where I come in. That's really my kind of purpose in life is to bring men and women kind of back together again in this in this modern world where the roles aren't as clear as they used to be. And how do we do that? How do we bring that masculine and feminine attraction, polarity, all of that beautiful stuff that we had when when men and women were very distinct? How do we still retain that in our relationships when that those all those lines are, are, are beginning to blur and we're, we're all becoming the same? Um, in so many ways. Yeah. Which actually makes right. us unattractive to each other. <sighs> there you go. Wicked, man. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Like so many things going on. It's incredible. And there's a lot of things going on. <laughs> I remember actually when I, because I, I started work with you, you were my coach. I worked with you last year and I've worked with you this year. And yeah. the, the Mr. Nice Guy book was one of the first things that you told me to get out and read. And it really was quite enlightening. And actually, I, I think I'm due for a refresh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Like cause seeing our own fucking reflection of how we're showing up in the world. Like, and I think this is a challenge with a lot of guys, right. Is like yeah. seeing where we're, we're wrong sometimes, you know? Ooh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like, it's a bit painful. We're like, yeah, but what? So, uh, but before we kind of move into like exploring what modern man is and stuff, like what, mm. what led you to do what you're doing? Like that's an important Well, part. it's been a long and windy journey, I guess. Um, the kind of, okay, the whistle stop tour was that, yeah. oh God, I can't even remember. I shouldn't remember the year. I need to figure that out so I can wheel it out properly. But I think it was about five or six years ago. Um, I had a panic attack. Um, I used to run a law firm, a wheel writing business, um, which tanked. And it was the second business I'd done prior to that in about 2006. I lost several million, lots and lots of money, <laughs> millions and millions right. of euros <laughs> over in Spain and lost my million euro house and all of that sort of stuff. And yeah. um, with my now ex-wife, um, we moved back to the UK and I built another business um, and that started going wrong. And because of what had happened previously, I decided not to tell anybody, um, including her. And kind of when when it was going wrong, because I didn't want her to kind of doubt me again. And and I would only we'd only just healed from from what had happened prior to that. Um, and that sort of keeping all of that those emotions and everything else like that, and and mm. all of the carnage that was happening, just keeping it to myself, not talking about it, not telling anybody about it um ended up with with me thinking what i had what i thought was a heart attack um but was actually a panic attack ended up being cut off in an ambulance and, and and taken to hospital and all of that sort of stuff um and then i went on my own healing journey about mainly to do with money so i went and had hypnotherapy because i was just like what what's going on here 
Um, and that was, I would say it was the beginning of my personal development journey. I think that started about 10 years ago with, with boxing and, and my kind of fitness stuff. But the hypnotherapy brought me into therapy um, and some of the changes you can do. That was like taking my brain to the gym and I grilled my hypnotherapist so much. She was just like, if you want to know and understand it so much, just go, go on a bloody course, like, go <laughs> and learn how to do it. Yeah. So I did, and then I discovered NLP and spent kind of three years uh, training in NLP and, and hip, hypnotherapy and all of that stuff. And that was where now the kind of the idea of the process that I take my clients through values, vision, goals kind of began was on, on during this NLP thing where I was like, okay, we did values elicitation, discovered what was important to me, created a long-term vision of my future, where did I want to go? um and like what i had to offer the world what made me kind of like unique and 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 what was i interested in all of that sort of stuff and i just realized that kind of who i was if i was going to label myself it would be a modern man like i get this balance between that masculine and feminine brought up by a feminist mother very strong masculine male role model as my dad um they got divorced i had my own stuff go, going on with that and then the, the, you know discovering the boxing so it was a it felt very um cohesive for me it felt felt who i was and once i put that kind of message out there lots of people connected to it you know and i started documenting my uh journey on connecting with with masculinity and what it was to be a man and all of this stuff um that came up for me during that point and when i was talking about it like i said i think a lot of people connected with that yeah, nice. All right, so that kind of leads to a great question. Is like, what? How would you describe a modern man? Then, what is a modern man? I think what I thought it was back then, and what I know it to be now, is very different. Or what I think it to be now, I, I think it's a, I think it's a journey that we're we're on, right? We've got mm -hmm. to figure that out. I don't pretend to have all of the answers. I have some of them for sure, and I think when we say modern man, I think a lot of people feel a little bit repelled by it because they think that that's all a little bit namby-pamby and it's all a bit, you know, face cream and and, and pampering and that Motions, sort of stuff. yeah. Yeah, but, but listen, that is part of it. Like, yeah. why not look after yourself? But but what the, the crux of it though for me, the, the foundation, I think all of that, I think it's okay for guys to be connected to their femininity and enjoy making themselves beautiful and all of that. But I think without a foundation, without a connection, a positive connection with their masculinity, with, with masculine energy, then you're on a shaky foundation. And that's where I am at the moment. I'm, I'm really, really like, that's where my journey led me to and that's what all of my work is about now it's about getting guys to feel really positively connected with being a man with being masculine and like i think especially with our generation we've grown up with a bit of shame around it and, and women have as well to femininity they say femininity or femininity to women and they go oh, pink sparkles it's all weak and flouncy you know, whereas men actually, you say, "Oh, you're in touch with your feminine." That's quite a cool thing to be for men. Whereas you say, "Men will connect with your masculinity," and they'll go, "Oh, well, ooh, alpha males," you know, and they have this real warped sense of what masculinity means. Like, what a cry and shame! 
that we are all so disconnected or feel so negatively about like at its very base who we are yeah like listen i'm again you know the little disclaimer obviously they're non-binary and transgender people i don't speak to them right that's not my audience that's not who i deal with i do have uh, um, some non-binary friends and colleagues and transgender friends and colleagues who I kind of talk to in the background to make sure that what I'm doing and saying isn't like being discriminatory or, or anti. And actually, they, you, other people get offended on their behalf by by some of this stuff. And actually, they're some of my biggest supporters because they they understand masculine and feminine more more than anybody else. It's more yeah. than what, what's just dangling between your legs. But and like being a man is so fundamental to your life, to your life experience, from birth to, to death, all of your internals, your biology, the way you're treated by society, you know, it's a massive thing. So we have to feel positive about it. Um, and, and I think moving forward, that is what modern men need to need to be. That's what modern men should be. People that feel healthy about being masculine and only then can we then then tap into the other bit of our, ourselves, which is that feminine energy within us as well. And then we can get to the peak of, of being human. But yeah. I think unless we try and skip the steps and go straight to, oh, we're all the same, we're all human, we can all connect on a spiritual level. I don't think you can unless you get that base stuff right. And that for me is the journey and the, and the challenge for, for that, that modern men have to undertake. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so what comes up for me is like, the. Uh, uh, being a modern man is like an invitation to explore what it even is to be a man in this world that we live in right like because of all of these different societal and stereotypical things of like how a man is supposed to be in a relationship and we kind of like unconsciously can fall into these patterns right yeah so like I've, put, I've probably got some controversial views about this a, li a little bit because I think where one of the reasons where, where why we've got so confused mm -hmm. a as, as a generation of men is that we've moved away from everything when it was so rigid, right? And we've gone from rigidity where everybody knew what it was to be a man. You knew your role, you knew what it was meant to be, and it was it was blue and it smoked cigarettes and it drank whiskey, right? And and and, and, right. and it fought and it protected and it paid the bills, right? It was simple. And that was like, that's recent, very, very recent history in the grand scheme of things, right? Mm. But then we went from that to, hey, we can just choose. Like, it can be anything. And I remember seven, eight years ago watching a fabulous TED talk. I can't remember who, who did it called The Paradox of Choice. And that is, a, is something I've been learning and thinking about constantly over the over the years and and we think that it's something powerful we think that it's freedom to be able to choose everything and i started off with my daughter noticing it like off asking her what she wanted for breakfast and watching her face the upset that it caused by just having three cereals and then like a choice of four or five things to have on toast like gave her a combination of a hundred different things she could have for breakfast and where i just had to have porridge right or toast she's now got 100 she's not spoiled but like that's normal what normal people have in their cupboards but it upsets her to have to choose because the brain has fomo like if we pick one thing out of an endless possibility 
we can't help but think what we're missing out on. So when while we're having this discourse about gender and about what it is to be a man, what I've found and what seems to have happened is that guys have just totally eschewed it. It's a cop out. We go, well, we don't want to do that traditional masculinity, so we just won't do it at all. And actually what's happened because of that, because we can't choose, we don't know what we're choosing from. Like to, to, to do this search where everybody seems to talk about, oh, this sense of self, who am I, this individual? Man, that's complicated, lifelong shit, man. Like, I think we need a framework first. And I think we're much happier and where we have a baseline. And I think actually we do know, we do, we do know. And there are different types, but I think it's cool that we're held accountable and, and kind of we have role models who are out there to, to look at, to use as a base. Does that make sense? I think we're, we're confused and we're passing that confusion on down the line to, to, to men. And, and historically, and I'm rambling, not we're talking a lot, but like historically there was a process where older men would go and we would take the boys from their mothers, right? And we would go, this is what it is to be a man in our tribe, in our society, right? Let us show you. Now you go through this rite of passage and you become a man, right? And then they have a choice or not, whether to, that doesn't feel comfortable or whatever, and they go on their own little journey. But mostly, right, guys are guys. Like, I mean, like, actually, yeah, this feels like home. Like, brilliant. Now I've got some older people. I've got somewhere to follow. I've got a route. I've got a pathway. I've got a baseline. Yeah, and that actually leaves me freer to explore other elements of who I am and how I fit within this. And I think without that, man, I, I, I really think that that's part part of the problem. This 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 fight for freedom and this ability to choose it it sounds great, but I think in reality it's caused a lot of problems. Well, like, what's the saying? A confused mind says no, right? <laughs> right so it's, it's about Boom. deciding yeah that is it yeah and but like we're saying no to being men at the moment we're saying no to masculinity yeah and that's nuts and it's causing problems yeah well i know like from in, in my own personal journey of like stepping into my masculinity because i was brought up pretty much by my mum right like so I was just around a lot of feminine energy quite a lot and so as I grew older like I was intimidated to be around other men like I really mm -hmm. found it a challenge to like go to a networking meeting and there'd be a table full of guys or there'd be a table full of women I, I'd definitely go head over to the women because I just know yeah, that I'm going to be same. able to talk to them and stuff right yeah exactly and it's just that it was coming from that lack of 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 masculinity like knowing what it was like to be in those kind of situations right yeah 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 and i don't think that's uncommon you see it everywhere like you know mm. um where uh, and society seems to be dismantling um healthy ways that men connect and always have done you know um on the sports field and that's becoming more and more unhealthy you know in 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 the gyms like bonding at, on building sites you know where we create and we use our physicality which is one of the fundamental differences between men and women yes there are strong women out there you know this isn't about that yeah, but as a yeah. generalization like 
kind of men on the whole are bigger and stronger. Yes, there are people who don't fit into that, but as if we're making generalizations and talking as a group, traditionally that's what men did. We fought, we built, we used our bodies, our physical strength and our our our, our kind of ability to kind of focus and teamwork, right? Actually people think historically that women are better at teamwork and stuff like that but but men are absolutely exceptional right when we've got a shared vision and a project to handle men are bloody brilliant working together as a group to get things done and we've just done it since the dawn of time we've done that right and and all of that is starting to get broken up now um and 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 disparate and and we're living far more in, individually and and so many of us have been have been brought up by by single mums um and stuff and have don't have that healthy direct masculine path to follow with our dads you know yeah yeah right like the the planning, the getting things done, the fixing, right? Like, cause we all right. kind of like have it within us cause we're trying For to sure. do it in some form or another, but it's, right. is it, is it coming out in a purposeful way? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's not, it's not, you know, we're pointing it in, in wrong directions or, or having nowhere for it to go whatsoever. And mm. just leaving us all feeling unsatisfied, unfulfilled. Yes. And that's and actually that's what like one of the main reasons I came to work with you last year is because mm. we we'd hit another the third lockdown I think we'd gone into, <laughs> and all of the sport had got taken away and I hadn't appreciated like even though it was like once a week or playing golf once a week how mm. much energy actually I got from those activities and then yeah. when they weren't there anymore I just felt so flat like really flat and and we were chastised for even having that conversation because uh, you know women did take the brunt of lockdown there's no doubt about it they suffered financially they suffered with their careers they bore the brunt of overwhelmingly of, of homeschooling and yeah. stuff like that it fell into we fell back into those more traditional roles and it was more full time for them but guys really really felt that and, and compared to all of those things it sounds so trivial oh i can't go golf oh, i can't go watch the football like yeah. and that's what women were like what like what this is not a problem like i'm dealing with all this stuff fair enough from their perspective but i don't think they quite grasped actually did the, the impact that that has on us as men and it's a, it sounds trivial in the face of it but it actually is a has a big emotional impact on us not being able to hang out with the guys like not being able to go and do those tribal things that we do in those those things with, with our with our mates and and like you said the amount of energy and, and that that refill that we get from playing sport or, or hanging out with with other men in healthy ways exactly without right, that, like... it, it impacts and it, it impacts our relationships negatively as well you know yeah you know it's shit we've been doing since the dawn of time right but obviously right. just because of the modern world it just might not seem like that so uh within what we've just been speaking about like some of the challenges that are facing modern men are like not really kind of like identifying with what it means to be a man like being indecisive around it potentially indecisive uh, for everything <laughs> yeah well yeah right like, that was one of the biggest things i learned in relationships with you is like not showing up as a leader being indecisive like expecting other people to make decisions for you like that right. shit consumes more energy than actually making uh, a decision and then that that leads to that dissatisfaction right and i think that's uh -huh. one of probably the biggest challenges what other challenges do you think there are for for modern men or just men right 
Well, I mean, look, we are by default modern men. I yeah. guess that's what we're talking about. It is just man. But I don't know that it gets any bigger than that. Mm. Um, I think, I think again, it, the, the, the pointy end is in relationships and how we connect with women. And that I think is the is the biggest challenge for for both men and and women and all of those people in between, right? Mm-hmm. But still, the women have adjusted much better because there was a, it was almost a, a kind of chosen path that they went on in order to liberate themselves and, and fight for equality, right? Um, and I'll call it financial equality because I think that's what it was about. Um, and freedom of choice, um, political equality, right? And and it was a journey for them. And we kind of like just stood back and watched. Some of us supported and, and were involved a little bit, but we didn't actually go, whoa, okay, what does that mean for us, right? We didn't go on a journey. It was like, it was women went on this journey. And so two or three generations of women have now been talking about it and, and they're much more well-adjusted to this modern world. I say that there's still there are still massive struggles, but most of it rela- relates around relationships for women, um, and that having it all, they thought they could have it all with money and career, and then they found that they really they actually wanted babies, and how do how do we do that? So it's a confusing time for both. But I think they kind of like talked about it and uh, and kind of explored it a lot more, and men just haven't like we just haven't talked about it we've like almost just woken up we stood in the corner scratching our balls and then we've turned around <laughs> and like gone oh shit man the world's totally changed like where do we f- fit in um and in order to go on that battle women have become very masculine right um which they needed they needed to do they needed to step into their masculinity i'm talking about women as a group um and 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 rather than what what ended up happening is they decided ended up them competing with men so it was be more like men in order to gain equality right be treated like men we want to be treated the same we want to do the same things we want to get into sales we want to be direct we want to build we want to go and build businesses and 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 and, and do all these things and they almost mimicked men um and we didn't know what to do with that like we didn't know how to handle that again as a group like um and so we did this no this nice guy stuff we stepped into our feminine as a group and we kind of like kowtowed a little bit and 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 put women in the driver's seat and went well you tell us how you want us to be yeah um women thought that that's what they wanted but they but they didn't so i think that the biggest challenge is how do we come back from that how do we then as you you follow me on social media right and so most of my conversation is about men leading in their relationships and being leaders and yeah. you see the the triggery stuff so a lot of women who have done the work really absolutely know that that is what they want and they understand the difference between leadership and dictatorship you know um and overpowerment and all of those sort of things but that that's the bit that's the bit for me yeah i mean <laughs> I know in my relationship, like I was being told that like she didn't want to make the decisions anymore, but I just wasn't listening right. to what was yeah, being literally. said. And I well, think no. that that's the thing, isn't it? Right? Like yeah. we're, this is what I said earlier about the willing to be wrong, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, so they're, they're kind of like some of the challenges. So what 
do you notice about ways guys try to cope either positively or generally negatively obviously like for myself i recognize alcohol and 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 drugs was a way to alleviate my dissatisfaction and I, I didn't realize that until like looking back right and i think that's the a challenge is like sometimes we don't even realize why we're doing what we're doing until we look back and like oh okay that makes sense now totally um i shared a testimonial from a guy i was working with and he was just like when you're lost most of the time you don't even know that you're lost yeah you know you don't even know you just feel like something's wrong but you don't quite know what it is um and i think that's generally the the vibe of our generation of men and again like the pointy end is in divorces where i do a lot of my work and a lot of my conversation like we don't even realize they've been telling us this until you get slapped around the face by a big wet fish basically either a divorce or your business tanks or you know yeah. you're you're all of a sudden you are actually a bona fide alcoholic and you can't go to work without a bloody drink um you know or 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 any kind of drugs and smoking weed is a big one and in my yeah. kind of peer group um you know and so that is about numbing isn't it and it is about avoiding that choice avoiding that decision avoiding doing the work because it's hard man like we still we the other problem for men is we've had those we've got those two messages that messaging is still there about manning up and being a man but we're getting also we're getting a conflicting thing which is oh don't be more feminine open up talk about everything and all your feelings and emotions and cry and like we've got both of the our generations have both of those messages round down our throat yeah push pull push pull <laughs> yeah so we're just like I won't do any of it. I'll just shut it all down. Like, you know, I'll just go and sit in the corner over here and play uh, computer games is another one like that I'd see oh, yeah, guys getting lost in and just totally addicted to hours and hours staying up all night, not having sex with their partners because they're playing video games. Like, what's that about? I yeah. mean, I, I know what it's about, but sheesh, yeah, we find new and improved ways of of avoiding our lives. You know, work is another one. Like yeah. again, a lot of the guys I work with, um, who are my clients, just are, are workaholics. I mean, and that's a real traditional men's way of of hiding from from life, isn't it? Step yeah. into that provider thing. All they want from me is money. I will just go and make it. I will just go and work. You know, and no one, and and <clears throat> it's a great victim standpoint as well, isn't it? Oh, she divorced me or oh, she wanted all the holidays and everything else like that, but then moaned about me spending all my time at work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not knowing that balance, but alcohol, drugs, all those, all those things, computer games, yeah. pornography is another big one now, isn't it? The online, online addiction, gambling, all of that stuff. Uh, and it's just, oh yeah, man, I could do a whole other episode on that, but it's all just, yeah. it all just made so trivial, so fun, right? Like you see all these adverts and stuff. It's just ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's a really sorry. good point. It's yeah. a really good point though, isn't it? Because that's how it, how it gets lured in. Same with um, pornography. I, I mean, I'm really, really lucky. I've not been experienced any of those kind of addiction stuff myself personally. Yeah. I don't know what you think. I'm interested to learn a bit more about whether there's such a thing as an addictive personality or a non-unaddictive personality. But I think for well, some we, reason, we get been around it. Pleasure. 
yeah like well, our brain is primed for pleasure right like all of these things create pleasure but there's there comes a point where it's actually creating a net negative result in our life right like there's only so much you know like playing computer and not having sex with your wife right like that that alarm bells drinking alcohol because you think that's the only way to cope like gambling because that's the only way you can have fun right we begin to see how those things start showing up and yes they might start fun in the beginning but like we do get addicted like i think all humans have that capacity to be addicted because our brains seek pleasure pleasure sure. meant survival way mm -hmm. back when right like, and, and yeah. our brain doesn't realize that still mm -hmm. um and so something you said there as well and and this is something that i learned going through your most recent balls deep program is like about a victim puke and i just i'd love you to <laughs> explain what that is right Wow, the victim puke. So yeah, and and uh, this is just something that's so prevalent, isn't it? This this mm. victim mentality across society and across genders and across age groups at the moment, which is woe is woe is me attitude. But I think it takes on a a specific kind of uh, trajectory with with men, especially like of our generation and with those middle aged guys where we feel hard done by because we've done it ourselves so the the kind of new age man the people pleaser or the nice guy both of that and the traditional male we'll call him like both of them are just two guys trying to get their needs met you know but one uses dominance and force and anger and aggression to get his need met I'm the king of the castle. You lot need to do what I tell you, including you, my wife, and everybody in my business and everyone I work with. Like, do it told. Give me what I want. Like, or I'll be mad. Or I'll be physically, mentally, emotionally abusive, right? The other guy's like, oh, I want to be so much the opposite of that, right? But listen, you still need, you still want to get your needs met. But this guy's doing it in a very manipulative and underhanded way and won't, won't admit it, won't ask out up front what he wants so in there we use this thing that dr Glover coined as the covert contract right which is i'm going to do this thing for you in return i expect you to do this back for me but i'm not gonna tell you why i'm doing it and i'm not gonna tell you why i expect back in return but if you don't do it i'm gonna get mad i'm gonna get upset I'm going to cry, I'm going to sulk, I'm going <laughs> to moan, and that's the victim puke. And the thing is, yeah. with each one, with each um, failed contract, we build up a layer of resentment, right? Mm. And some of them, sometimes we won't puke, sometimes we won't moan or sulk, you know, we might just huff and puff a little bit, but we'll get over it, and then the next one happens, and the next one happens. And four or five of them later, that's when we do the victim puke, which is we throw a tantrum. Or we might get violent and aggressive. Um, you know, or we might, we can, we can do all sorts of stuff. And it's something I see time and time again, but that COVID, the covert contract thing was a bit, it really hit me hard when I read Dr. Glover's book. It was just like, yeah, that was a kick in the nuts. I was like, damn, I do that. Yeah. And if you don't I get you one, you get to kind of like start collecting up that data, that evidence of like, yep. oh, oh, she's not giving me what I want, but look, you're not even telling her, right? And I remember right. a, post you, <laughs> a post you did was around sex, sex expectancy or something. It's like yeah. doing the cleaning with the expectancy that you're going to get sex at the end of it, but like not telling her. You know, it it yeah. just feels terrible even just saying it out loud, right? Like, And I know that that's what I've done in the past, and I'm sure most totally. Yeah, most fucking yeah. guys have as well all right amazing so i feel like we've been on such a journey already and we kind of like looked at 
Yeah. And like what a modern man is, some of the challenges. So like, let's, as we kind of like move towards a close, like what are some of the things that we can start doing in order to help ourselves, to support ourselves, like healthier ways to cope versus like numbing out on all of those activities that we mentioned. Okay. So it leads back to what we were talking about at the beginning, which is about having too much choice and stuff like that. And what we really need to do is bring structure into our life, right? Structure and organization. Um, Some of the basic things people always ask me, what's the best thing you can tell for people to make their lives better? And literally it's drink more water is what I've always said. It's like (laughs) drink more water, get a good night's sleep, right? And exercise four times a week, two lots of cardio, two lots of um, resistance, right? Real basic stuff. Start yeah. by doing that and have that structured. When we're structured and routine and our healthy food, we're drinking more water. Like while we're wandering around dehydrated and unfit and unhealthy, we can't make great decisions, right? We can't decide not to go to the pub tonight, not to drink because like we're all, we are like out of willpower. Yeah. Right? We need something. Correct. But what we really need is, is water. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're dehydrated. We don't need another pint. So, like being hydrated is one of the biggest game changers you can ever do. Start drinking three liters of water a day. Step number one. Step number two. Go to bed. Get six or seven hours good quality sleep in a dark room. Unwind. Get off your phones two hours before. Eat dinner earlier. All of those things. Start learning what it takes to get a good night's sleep. So you're hydrated and well rested. Right then start moving your body, start picking heavy things up and putting them back down again. Go and learn how to fight, go and connect with, with men. Again, go and go to BJJ, go to boxing, go to rugby, whatever, go play football again. Like, you know, go and meet up with a gang of guys doing a positive thing that doesn't end in beers and getting smashed. Um, yeah. or isn't focused around that. Um, and, and yeah, move your body. Like those are the real, that's just, the, the basic stuff you would be amazed at how much that will change your life um you don't don't even think about giving up stuff just yet just start doing those things and when you start doing those things you'll find the giving up the bad shit much easier because you won't have room for it or yeah. desire for it. so true man like you know once I start going to the gym or once I start exercising, I just start making different choices. Not because I'm forcing myself to, it's just because I know that it's in alignment with what I'm trying to achieve and it just Correct. becomes so much easier. So yeah, like great tips, man. Like, and they, and they might sound so simple, but they're so effective. Mate, like, I, I, this, yeah. People always expect something more complicated, <laughs> but it really isn't. Yeah. Like wake up, smash a pint of water and then like get some exercise in meditation, whatever it might be. Yeah, so many great things. And um, just finally, finally to wrap up is, uh, you know, I think one of the greatest things that I took away from our work together was about uh, being present with yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I remember like you gave me a three sentences, right? Like back to body, back to breath, back to now. And yeah. it's such a, an amazing way to ground yourself. So guys, like if you're out there and you're feeling like everything's getting on top of you and you know a whirlwind and you're not able to do anything like just create some of that space for yourself space. just to, to be with breathing your breath, as well yeah, you know really. we'll include that in it and it's like all of this stuff is so basic isn't it breathe it's air it's free water it comes out the tap 
Yeah, but it's like you said, it's the foundation, right? Like that, this is where you build up from. And so don't be thinking that you have to be, you know, like starting somewhere else, like which feels impossible, like, I don't know, running a marathon before you've even learned to, to run or jog even. So Correct. Yeah, Some just, of those old things, isn't it? Take a breath, count to 10. Like yep. doing that, take three deep breaths before you react, right? And that's the difference between reacting and responding. Yeah. Just taking three deep breaths and choosing how you want to show up. Um, yeah. Check through your body. How's it feeling? How are you feeling today? Check through your emotions. How are you feeling? You know, what's going on? Are you happy, sad? What are your capabilities? Where are you on your 0 to 100 um, kind of scale uh, of capacity? You know, just, just actually slowing things down helps you become a lot more efficient um, and a lot more... Um, yeah, a lot more capable. Yeah, so good. And that really applies for, you know, guys, if you want to have a drink and like you're having that craving, that urge is like, just just give yourself a minute, like just to come back to that breath and body, that presence. And you might find that your choice becomes so much easier after you've yep. done that rather than being just like consumed by that impulsivity. Like I like to think of like, feeling like you've been caught by a fishing rod right and something's just reeling you in but it's like mm -hmm. just just stop for a moment you know all right amazing all right final question fidel so what does it mean to be radically human <laughs> what does it mean to be radically human well I, i'm gonna go back to what i first said yeah like being radically human i think there's three there's three elements to being a human right um in one of one one part is our kind of is our brain and our capacity to think right that's one thing that's separated us for uh for, from the rest of the animals on the on the planet is our capacity to to think and use logic and like in our imagination right so our brain the second part is our biology right we are still animals we might have a great brain but yeah. we are still driven so much by biological and neurological needs that we're designed to wander around in tribes for enough for three and a half million years the last few thousand years hasn't adjusted our neurology or biology at all. And finally, we've got that element of, of spirit, spirituality, of, of connection, of, of energy, right, which connects us to the rest of the universe. However you want to dress that up as religion, God, Lord of the universe, whatever. There is an, another element to, to us and possibly everything else. Um, so being radically human is isn't a lot of people would assume that they go directly to that spirituality element this third part of of who we are and loads of people rely on their their brain you know what i mean and go well you know this doesn't make sense that doesn't make sense doesn't not logic and actually to be radically human is to really accept our animal part our real fundamental base and understand the drivers that are created by our neurology and biology there with our hormones and and all of this stuff that was designed not for this world and when we when we connect with that as part of a trio understand our intelligence understand our our energetics and how they impact the world and the people and the and the the, the stuff around us um in with an acceptance and love of our of our animal part that wants to do and drives all this other stuff that's for me what being a complete human is and part of that biological element is our testosterone our our, our balls um of, of being a man like it's an acceptance of and, and, and a love for that part of who we are yeah i love that that 
acceptance man it's such a massive part because for as long as we're in resistance then hmm. as, what's that saying it, what you resist persists amazing all right man so much juice in all of that guys for everybody to listen to and to start really kind of like rethinking challenging your own thinking like just be open to exploring anything that we've talked about notice what comes up feel free to drop me a message or get in contact with Fidel and you can do that Fidel how best place to find me is on Facebook really um Fidel Bowhill I'm I'm pretty easy to find um the modern man club is a great place to be that's a, a community of men um talking and discussing about all of this stuff if you're a woman and you're listening and you want to um join a big tribe of women um with one man in there which is me the modern woman club is is that alternative but yeah facebook is the easiest place or my website modernman.org.uk sick all right man it's been an absolute pleasure thanks so much for coming on and thank you guys fidel if you want to just say goodbye yeah thanks pat nice to speak to you again thank you everybody for tuning in and listening um yeah feel free to drop me any messages if you've got any questions or anything else like that it'd be a dream to hear from you all good luck all right thanks for listening again once again guys take care and bye-bye if you want to find out more about working with me and seeing how i can help you stop drinking and start showing up in life the way that you really want visit patrickjfox.com to find out more or book a free consultation using the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.